Well, greetings. Good to be with you again in this manner. And uh, trust you folks are doing well and enjoying the conference and praying much that God will speak to your hearts. And, uh, of course, that uh, we will be able to do more in the area of missions uh, because of this. And so I want to, again, thank you for the opportunity uh, to be part of this. And uh, trusting the Lord will do great things, great and mighty things. And so I want to begin this evening or continue uh, what I started last night in the area of faith promise giving, the financial aspect of it, giving of our finances. And this is something that we need to understand and understand that it is biblical, that it is something that God desires uh, His children to be a part of. And as I mentioned last time, uh, when we talk about finances, it can get a lot of people uptight. And uh, in fact, it can even turn a, pe uh, turn a lot of people off from church. But understand that when we go about it biblically, we look at it from a biblical perspective, uh, it's a great joy to be a part of giving to missions, giving of our finances to the work of God in the uh, preaching of the gospel, not only at home, but around the world. And that's God's desire and God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so we can have a part in that. And it's amazing that God would choose mankind to partner with Him in such a great endeavor to reach souls. And as I mentioned before, God doesn't need us, but God desires to use us. And He desires us to serve Him faithfully and to serve Him with joy, joyfully. And so we want to look tonight... At uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, verses 15 and 16. And when we think about faith promise giving, it's for the purpose of sending missionaries, to, in particular to, to the spread of the gospel message around the world, world evangelization. And so we look at the Apostle Paul. He is, of course, a great example. And he is the one who's teaching the Corinthians how to give, give by faith, uh, asking God what, uh, what he would have them to give, and then responding by faith and obedience to what God has laid upon their hearts as far as giving to world evangelization, world missions. And so, and here Paul, of course, he was a great missionary. God used him in a great and mighty way, but he couldn't do the, he wouldn't have been able to do the things that he did had it not been for churches who had gotten involved in missions and gave of their time, their prayers, and their finances to help Paul on his way, that he was able to do what God had called him to do. And so God's ordained that way. God's, uh, this is not our program, our plan, but it's God's plan. It's God's program. And we, when we work His plan, His program, it works. Amen. And it's re uh, faith is required and obedience. And so we praise the Lord for that, that He enables us uh, to be a part of that. And so 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 Beginning in verse number 15 and 16, Paul here is uh, writing, he says, Not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of, our men, uh, of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased, that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly, to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you, and not to boast in, an, in another man's line of things made ready to our, hand, uh, to our hand. And so here Paul is talking to the Corinthians. He's encouraging them 
to allow God to increase their faith. He's provoking them unto love and to good works in this area of missions. And that's what a missions conference is designed to do. It's to provoke the church to love and to good work. It's designed to uh, exercise our faith, that our faith is increased. Just like a babe, when someone gets saved, as a, uh, when someone gets saved, they're considered a babe in Christ. But they don't want to stay as a babe in Christ. They want to grow in their faith. They want to mature, and they want to be strong in the Lord. But it doesn't come without practicing or exercising our faith, and God gives the increase as we trust Him and as we depend upon Him to work in us. The Bible says, being confident of this very thing, that He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And so God is interested in increasing our faith and that our knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and of His faithfulness is constantly increasing and so it's a good work that God is involved in and all we need to do is yield ourselves to the work that God wants to do in and through us and so when we look again at faith promise giving it's a wonderful program it's a biblical program that we can be a part of now just as we partner with missionaries in prayer uh, we also share in the fruit of their labors through sacrificial financial giving. It is a source of great joy to know that our gifts enable missionaries to stand in our place or to stand in our stead preaching the gospel and winning precious souls for Jesus Christ. And that's a great work to be involved in. Amen. And Paul wanted them to experience that joy as well, to know the fruit, to know the joy of being a part of missions and having missionaries all around the world knowing that you have a part in that ministry. As Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17, he says, For even in Thessalonica ye sent once again... Uh, unto my necessity. It's now talking about the church of Philippi. They were giving to his needs as well, giving in finances. He says, not because I desire a gift. He says, I'm not interested in it uh, for the money. I don't want your money. It's not what, I, what it's all about. Although I do need your money to do the work of the ministry. But here he, look what he says in the end of that verse, verse number 17. He says, uh, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Amen. So when you have missionaries that you support financially, you pray for these missionaries, and they're out on the foreign field, and they're uh, winning souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you understand that the souls that they win, God will uh, uh, add that to your account, that you will be rewarded for that because you have a part in that, in giving and praying and being part of it? That's exciting. Amen. And the more missionaries we support, the more we can get out there, uh, preaching the gospel, we have more fruit that will abound to our account. And it's something that we should be constantly aware of, of our missionaries, that they are out there doing a good work and constantly uh, bringing them before the Lord and praying for them and being actively involved in, in, in the missions program that is at the church. And it's not just something that uh, only a few should be involved in. No, but the whole church collectively should be involved in that great, great 
endeavor in reaching souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So the financial cost of taking the gospel to a foreign land is a very difficult. It's very difficult to deal with at times for modern missions. Uh, with uh, while money alone can't convert a single soul, missionaries are sent and sustained only by the consistent sacrificial financial commitment of the local church as they give, as they made a commitment uh, to give to world evangelization, to world missions. Uh, these missionaries, by faith, they believe that they're going to be, uh, that the church is going to stay faithful in, in providing the needs that they need to do the work. And so it's God's program, it's God's plan, and it works. Now, lack of funds has a detrimental effect on missionaries and on the work. Now, money, the finances, the, or the financial aspect of missions is simply a tool. God's given us money and we need to use it as a tool uh, to do God's work. And, but when uh, finances are lacking on the mission field, when God's people fail to, uh, uh, to be faithful in the commitments that they've given, they fail to give uh, what God has laid upon their heart, missions around the world will be affected. Uh, it's, just, it's just how it works. I mean, it's common sense, amen? And so it is, it is an area that we need to take very, very serious. It can significantly, significantly delay the departure of new missionaries. Uh, you look at today in the uh, circumstances that we find ourselves in with all the restrictions. Uh, I know of some missionaries who are currently on deputation and that has this whole lockdown pandemic has really, really hindered them because they lack the finances that can propel them and get them on the, on the field. It takes money to get a missionary on the field. It takes missionary to sustain them on the field to do the work that they need to do. Now you need to, as a missionary, missionary simply looks at money as a tool that they can use to do the work of the ministry. And so we need to be careful that we keep it in its proper perspective uh, of, uh, as far as the financial aspect of missionaries. Everyone with a heart for missions is asking, how can we better finance missions so that we can send and equip all whom God calls? Well, it's by giving by faith and asking God, what do you want me to do? I know of a missionary years ago, they were out on the field and serving and uh, and eventually they came off the field because, uh, because of lack of finances. Uh, and, and we might say, well, they, that was a weak missionary. No, you have to understand that the, uh, just as you and I, we face struggles at home and difficulties and challenges. Understand the missionary faces uh, challenges on the mission fields and sometimes far greater that uh, we face at home. And so we have to understand that missionaries are people. They're this, made of the same thing. That you and I are made of. At times, missionaries get very discouraged. At times, missionaries get weary and well-doing. At times, missionaries get homesick. And all these things, because they're people, they're just like you and I. And especially when finances are a problem, when finances are short, it can really, really put the strain on missionary and especially on the home. And uh, yeah, God is able, amen. But God's people also, as Paul said so many times, he said, brethren, pray for us. And as he says to the Philippians here, he's talking about the gift that the uh, Philippian church had given to him and to his work and how that he greatly rejoiced in that and it helped him. 
And so we can't be ignorant and say, well, uh, we have to trust God by faith just like the missionary has to trust God by faith and, you know, we'll just let God deal it out. No, we have to be actively involved in missions. God wants our heart to be involved in reaching souls and be involved in the lives of our missionaries and helping them and praying for them and making sure that they have what they need and praying that God would work in our hearts, that He would use us in helping missionaries reach souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. But understand, finances can put a lot, a lot of strain on the missionary. And he shouldn't be distracted with the finances. He needs to be busy doing what God's called him there uh, to do. The missionary that I was referring to, uh, the reason they came off the field is one day the uh, child... They were, uh, I guess the, the parents were talking about the financial shortage that they had. And the children picked up on this, that mom and dad, they didn't have a whole lot of money. So uh, they were scared to ask mom and dad for something. And one day the mom noticed that the, uh, one of their children, one of their boys, uh, wasn't wearing any shoes. And uh, the mom asked him, he says, son, why aren't you wearing your shoes that we bought you? And he said, well, they're too small, and I didn't want to ask you to buy me bigger ones because I know you were sh you're short on money. And that was kind of the thing that crushed Mama's heart, amen? Mama has a lot of love for her children, and if her children are suffering on the field because of finances, Satan can oftentimes use that, but not only so, but the compassion of, a, of, of parents having to see their children suffer because of finances. And, 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 and we need to make sure that our, our missionaries are taken care of. They're on the front lines. They're on the battlefield, just like you and I. And uh, what, what happens in your Christian life? What happens in your faith? When finances are tight in your life, when you're fina struggling financially, it impacts us, amen? It really does. And it's no different in the, in the lives of missionaries. And so uh, let's understand that aspect. Mission, money is an important part of missions. And God wants to do a work of grace and a work of faith in our lives. And so let's, let's remember that when we think of our missionaries, amen? Uh, this is why there are several advantages. When we talk about um, a faith promise giving, this is why there are several advantages to faith promise a plan for financing missions. And it's a great plan. It's a great program to be, uh, to be involved in. It's, it's, it's a, it's a biblical-based program. Uh, not only provides the funds for missionaries, but also advances every objective of the local church's missions program. Faith Promise offers two great advantages over the other methods. Number one, the first one is, it promotes the Great Commission as an important ministry of the local church as commanded by God. We need to always keep that before the forefront of our mind. And Faith Promise missions, and especially at a Faith Promise uh, or at a missions conference, it really magnifies the Great Commission. And that is, as we looked before in a previous message, uh, that is what the church is to be involved in. That is the work of the church. Evangelizing, getting the gospel out, having missionaries send. It's just like we see with Paul, as Paul was being supported by other churches. He says, I robbed other churches. Now, he didn't go in there with a gun and rob people. No, that's not what he's saying. It's not what that re is referring to. He says, I took wages. I took money from other churches to do you service. And so when a missionary goes on the field, he has taken money from other churches so that he can minister to the Christians that he's called to and to the land that he's called to. And so uh, uh, the, the missions program 
or faith promise really uh, uh, ma uh, magnifies the Great Commission. And everyone needs to be a part of that. Second, it encourages a more direct and personal connection between church members and missionaries, resulting in a more missions-minded church. Oh, I'm glad that a Grace Baptist Church is a missions-minded church, and I'm excited about that. And uh, it, what it does, it, it helps us to get connected with our missions, with our missionaries. And we ought to be connected. We ought to be involved. We ought to know uh, what our missionaries are up to, what they're doing, and read their prayer letters when they send out their prayer letters. Oh, I hope you're on their email list and you're asking, hey, send me your prayer letters. I want to know what I can pray for specifically for you. You know, we can spend a lot of time browsing uh, on our, our devices. We can spend a lot of time... Uh, spending uh, spending a lot of time on uh, 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 what's that uh, Instagram or Facebook or all these other social media things. You know, we spend we can spend a lot of time on these devices, but do we spend time perusing the prayer letters that our missionaries send? Are we actively involved in their lives? Are we praying on their behalf? Because with Paul's, again, as I said before, Paul, had, when he came to the churches or when he wrote to the churches, he would often say, brethren, pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for our ministry. Pray that God would open up a door. Pray that God would meet our needs. He, this is where the whole body comes together, involved in the Great Commission collectively and seeing what God can do uh, through the body of Christ, through the local church, being involved and seeing souls saved. And so be involved. So Faith Promise Missions is a great program, a great biblical program to be involved in. Now, members are more, e when we have a missions program and we practice faith promise giving here at our church and every year it, it increases. Every year we exercise, we strengthen our faith a little bit. Our faith increases. Uh, you know, every year we want to give more to missions. And, you know, that's been the uh, a testimony of my wife and of myself. You know, every year we want to increase our faith and God's been faithful to meeting our every need. And we're excited. We've been able to do a lot more for missions uh, this year than we ever have been and we praise the Lord for that and sometimes uh, we just need to uh, really sit down and meditate on the privilege that we have in being involved in the lives of so many missionaries as they go and reach souls for Christ and that's a great great uh, encouragement but uh, not only that, but the program is built upon a solid biblical principle uh, practicing faith is uh, in finances is as necessary as practicing faith in all other area of our life, of our Christian life. No great work for God can be accomplished without faith. And of course, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. But if we want to increase our faith, if our faith has to be increased, we have to act upon what God is telling us to do, not just simply knowing what God wants us to do and then not doing it. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Uh, in 2 Corinthians, again, chapter 10, uh, Paul here, he's writing, he says, states the case uh, for faith, promise, missions, giving, and says, uh, when your faith is increased, means that when your faith is being challenged and exercised and stretched and you're doing more than what you thought you could do, that's living by faith and that's exciting because we see God at work 
It's not us doing it. It's not in our own power. But we see God personally involved in our lives. That's exciting, amen, knowing the great God, the Creator God, is involved in working in our lives and in our hearts. And, and we all want to be a part of God's work uh, when your faith is increased. But look what it does. When our faith is increased, when we give to faith promise, when we give to missionaries, missionaries have a greater impact in world, world evangelization. He says, we shall be enlarged by you for what? To preach the gospel in the regions beyond. Paul says, hey, we have, there's, the fields are white unto harvest, the laborers are few, but when the laborers go out, they are supported by the churches. And because of your support, because your faith has increased, and you're stronger in the Lord, you know more of God, your faith has increased, which helps us to be able to reach out in a greater capacity and to reach regions far beyond what you could thought possible. So what a great work that is. Amen. And there's a couple of points, a couple of principles here that we find in 2 Corinthians chapter number 8 and 9, uh, which define faith, promise, missions, giving. Number one, he says, uh, the, we talked about this previous, so this is just a little bit of a review and to help us to get our focus, to have a right perspective on faith, promise, giving. Uh, the uh, prerequisite, uh, the First one is, the principle of giving, the prerequisite is that we first give ourselves to the Lord. Uh, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 5, as we looked last time, giving of yourself. That's what God first of all wants. The attitude of our giving must be cheerful. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7, are you a cheerful giver? If you're not a cheerful giver, ask God to work, do a work in your heart. Bring you to that point where you say, I am excited to give to missions and understand what it is that you're giving to. Get an understanding of what missions is. Get an understanding of what missionaries do and their purpose of their calling. And it will excite you. Uh, next, the attitude of our giving. Oh, I mentioned that one, number three. Our willingness to give uh, demonstrates our desire to further the work of God. We see that in Second uh, uh, Corinthians 8, verses 3. Uh, and, uh, and so on. We see that uh, they gave, they were willing of themselves. Are you willing to give of yourself? Are you willing to be part of this program? And what, when we get involved in that, that's what that demonstrates. I'm a part of Faith Promise because I want to be a part of what God is doing. And I want to enjoy the blessing. Next we see, our giving demonstrates our debt of gratitude for all that Christ has done for us. And God has been so good to us. Amen. He's allowed us to hear the gospel. Somebody came into our area, into our world, and gave us that wonderful gospel message. And that ought to uh, create a gratitude in our heart, a heart of thankfulness to God, that God would even allow us to hear the gospel and then be saved. Praise God. And so are you thankful that you're saved tonight? Oh, if you're saved, thank the Lord and praise Him. Next, we see faith giving allows believers to give beyond their power to the cause of world missions. And then we see that in, in uh, 2 Corinthians 8, verses 2 and 3, talking about the uh, the Corinthian church, or sorry, the uh, church of Macedonia, and we see how Paul just bragged on this church, and he said, These, this church has uh, have been, uh, 
the, the grace of God has been poured out on this church and they've acted in faith and they've seen God do great and mighty things and He's provoking the church of Corinth uh, to, to, to do likewise. Because God showed Himself strong in the churches of Macedonia and God will do the same in your church and in our church if we trust Him. Next we see, uh, we are to give out of our need rather than our excess. This is how God's Word defines sacrificial giving, as we see in verse number 2. Uh, gave of their, uh, of the, out of their poverty. It wasn't say, well, we have all this extra money. We're not sure what we're going to do with it. Oh, well, why don't we just give it to missions? No. Uh, these Christians, they gave out of their deep poverty, out of their, act, uh, out of their need, and they gave to missions because that demonstrated their faith that they had in God. You know, we talk about uh, of having great faith, amen. All of us want to have great faith. But how do you get great faith? How does your faith increase? By exercising your faith, by trusting God. It's one thing, you know, when we were in, uh, in Mexico, we, uh, we went to a family camp in the, in the mountains with the church. And it was a Christian camp that was there, or Christian owners that had this, this camp out in the mountains. And in the uh, mountains there, they had an uh, object lesson course. And they had different uh, things that they would set up. They would have a biblical lessons with, or, uh, with an object lesson. And there was one particular uh, place that we came to. It was a, a large rock. It was a steep rock, probably about seven feet tall. And uh, it was just a round rock. And they had uh, some steps. You could get up onto this rock on the steps on the side. And it had just a flat edge. And what the uh, person, what the object lesson was, is living by faith. And the person, you'd have one guy standing on this rock, and you'd have a, a group of people down there, enough people who would be strong enough to lock arms together and make kind of a bit of a net or a blank, or a, a, yeah, I guess a net. And this person would turn their, turn their backs, have their hands like this, and then they would fall backwards into the hands that were down in the bottom waiting to catch them. And it was interesting because those that were standing on the ground and the one that was standing on the rock waiting to fall down were encouraging just to trust them. And the person that was standing on the rock with his hands back, they're like, oh, I don't know if I can trust you. I don't know if I can trust you. And there was enough people that could have easily have caught this individual. But the interesting thing was, those that were standing on the ground, and I remember one uh, girl in particular, she was my niece, she was uh, kind of teasing her sister who was on top of there. She says, oh, just fall down. It's so easy. It's so simple to do. We're all going to catch you. I can't believe that you're so scared. And so finally, she did fall, and of course, we all caught her. Now, this girl who was kind of poking at her, uh, at her fear, it was her turn. So she gets up these stairs and all brave until she stood at the end of the rock. She folded her hands and she's like, oh, uh, I take back what I said. Uh, it, it is scary. So sometimes it is that way. Uh, we look at some of the things that God wants us to do. And we're like, oh, at first you might have a fear in your heart. I don't know. I, I know God says he will. And, and, and we, we wrestle with that until we just let go and let God have his way. Not just falling into a black hole, but knowing that we're falling into the promises of God and He will sustain us. But we can't see it beforehand. We don't know how it's all going to work. Faith. 
You know, it's, 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 faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But we know by faith the worlds were created, amen, by God. And so we have God's Word. And if you want to exercise your faith, sometimes you have to take little baby steps. But nonetheless, move forward in faith and watch God come through and show Himself strong. And then next year you can trust Him for even more. God is faithful. Our faith needs to be exercised. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing growing in your grace in our, in our knowledge of Jesus Christ. As, in, uh, as we look at faith commitment, uh, the name suggests faith promise missions giving is based on faith or on a faith commitment. In addition to regular tithes and offerings, as we mentioned before, if you're not involved in tithes, you shouldn't be involved in faith promise. We need to first be involved in the commandments that God has given us to give our tithes to God's work, to the church. And we won't go there tonight. But each church member is challenged uh, during the missions conference as we, uh, as we give the message of faith promise giving to exercise faith in making one year or a weekly commitment. Now, I, I believe you do it the same thing there. You have these cards that you can fill out and, and you take these cards and you pray about it to see what God would have you to give. What does God want you to give in the area of faith promise? And you write that down, you make a commitment between you and the Lord, and you give it to the church, and you say, without your name on there, you, you just tell them that this is what we're going to give for the next year for missions. And you're going to trust God that He'll meet your every need to, to fulfill the commitment that you've given. This way... The church as well can live by faith and say, okay, they gather in the cards and they tally up the amount that they're going to get that's been promised, that's been committed. They say, okay, this year, this is what we're able to do for missions. And by faith, they believe that God's people will give. And that by faith, they believe that God will provide for the people. And they say, okay, we're going to give so and so much for faith promise giving this year. And that gives them an idea of how many missionaries they can support, take on more missionaries and things of that nature. And it's all in the act of faith, believing in God. And it's a commitment that they make. And, and so someone has uh, said it like this. The challenge, of, uh, the challenge of faith promise is not, how much can I trust God to give me for faith promise uh, commitment each week? Rather, the question is, how much can I give to faith promise each week and still trust God to meet my needs? And I'll read that again. First question, how much, uh, uh, the challenge of faith promise is not, how much can I trust God to give me for faith promise commitment each week? Rather, the question is, how much can I trust, or sorry, how much can I give to faith promise each week and still trust God to meet my own needs? And so, Trusting in God, and, and this is where it, it, it's not just, a, uh, not just a program, if you please, but this is a living commitment. This is a, re, a, a living relationship between you and, and your Father in heaven. This is where you, where you communicate with God. God speaks to you, and it's an active faith. It's a living faith. It's, it's you're trusting God. You're praying to God, and, and, and you're asking God every week, God, 
Would you provide for me for my need? Give me this day our daily bread, as Jesus taught uh, us to pray. And, and, and depending upon God, and it'll, it'll draw you into a closer relationship. It will draw you into a closer prayer life with Him, and your whole faith will be increased. And so faith promise giving, uh, the commitment is a wonderful program if you want to call it that, to be involved in. And so be involved in, in, in the program in Faith Promise Giving. Now understand that these funds that are collected in the church for Faith Promise Giving are for the sole purpose of missions. The sole purpose, the money that comes in for Faith Promise, I don't know exactly how the, uh, all the details uh, how you do it there at Grace Baptist Church. Your pastor has probably explained that to you already. Uh, no doubt, but uh, what we do, the money that comes into Pemina Valley Baptist Church through faith promise giving, it all gets sent out to missions. It's all designated to missions. We don't keep a penny of it. Nothing stays at the church, but it all goes uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to mission, to our missionaries. And so that's what it's designed to do, and that's what it's for. And so when we give to uh, missions, you can rest assured that it's going to the missionaries that you are supporting. And that's good to know. Um, uh, each, as a church experiences significant increase in commitment each year, the greater their influence and the har their harvest will be as you give more to missions, the greater the harvest will be. And that's good to know that it increases. Now, faith promise giving is a, uh, you call it a, a, a systematic giving. It's not one of these... Um, where you give simply by emotions and, and, and something comes up and you just give spontaneously. No, it's a systematic giving where you make a commitment, say this is how much we're going to give each week for the next year. And what it'll do, it'll increase the giving. It will not only increase the giving, but it will make missions so much more a part of your life. And, and that's what God wants to do. As I said before, He's not just interested in your money. He's interested in you getting involved, getting you involved in His great work and being a part of His heartbeat, His desire, and reaching a world that's lost and dying. So Faith Promise uh, plan allows for significant increase in the mission's budget year by year as the congregation approaches each conference with an open heart. And I trust that's been your, uh, your testimony. You came to, uh, to this missions conference and you said, God, I want to be used. I want my faith to be increased. I want to be used in a greater way in reaching souls for the Lord Jesus Christ because He first loved us. Amen. A growing burden and a sense of expectancy and urgency ought to result in our commitment as we give to faith promise giving. And so I trust that that is your desire. I trust God is working in your heart. And I trust that as you've been part of this missions program, missions conference, that you've been praying, say, God, what do you want me to do? Lord, here am I. Send me. Or Lord, here is my wallet. Uh, I want to be a part of it. But be a part of it and ask God sincerely, Lord, what do you want me to do? Don't just look, oh, I hope God uses him or her and, 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 and just kind of passes me by. No, no, don't miss the blessings, amen? Those are great blessings of being a part in God's work. And I trust it's been a blessing to you. I trust you'll take it to heart and ask God, God, 
What do you want me to do? Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, we do thank you once again for your word. We thank you for the principle of giving to faith promise and the principle of giving uh, to the Great Commission to reach uh, the world, uh, reach a world that's lost and dying. And Father, again, we thank you for the missionaries that are represented here at the conference. I pray, Father, that, that you would meet their needs by your local church, by as we as your people give. And uh, Father, that they might be sent on their way because of our faith, because of our giving, that our faith has increased. Father, again, thank you for Grace Baptist Church. I pray you'd bless each and every one in a great and mighty way. I pray, Father, that you would help each and every one of us to have a part in reaching a world that's lost and dying. And Lord, thank you once again. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you have a great night. We'll see you again.